Welcome to JRCigars.com, the world's largest cigar store. We boast the internet's widest selection of premium hand-rolled cigars at the guaranteed lowest prices. Our reinvigorated website is fast, user-friendly, and offers our customers an array of unique features. No access to a computer? No problem. Download our ShopJR app in the Google Play Store or our Steals and Deals in the App Store, and you'll have access to our extensive selection at the tip of your fingers. With the fastest low-cost shipping in the industry, JR Cigars guarantees same-day shipping if you order before 3. This is JRCigars.com. All of the cigars, none of the hassle. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Ladies and gentlemen, Smoke Night Live, episode 186, special episode tonight. Uh, not only do you have us coming to you live from Dojo Studios in gorgeous Lakewood, Colorado, but uh, we'll be joined by the Romacraft crew live from Austin. Uh, Jack will be down there with the entire crew. Uh, we'll bring him on uh, shortly. But hey, guys, uh, it's cool. This week we introduced the brand new Cigar Dojo banner that you can order on the website this thing is cool. It's the uh, the it'll look make any man cave or smoking lounge look even better than you could ever imagine. Let me show it to you here, Matt. Come over here. I'll show you guys this uh, this the banner so you can get a feel for the size of this thing. Uh, my good assistant here, Matt. So this is it. It's a three foot by three foot banner. It's all, uh, it's a thick vinyl, all hemmed edges with grommets on all four corners, so you can hang it up, so it's about that size, three foot by three foot, which is fairly large. Actually, initially I made this, um, I made it four foot by four foot, and uh, thank you, Matt, and it was a bit big, so uh, we, uh, we took it down to three foot by three foot, so it would be a little bit more manageable, so if you're interested in having one of those, can order them on the website. It takes about a week and a half uh, to two weeks or so for it to get to you because these are made uh, per order. So keep that in mind. But they're super cool. We sold a whole bunch of them yesterday. A bunch of guys already have bought the uh, dojo, the dojo banner. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, no limit on those bad boys. They won't run out. As many people that want them can have them. Um, Get yours today. You'll be the coolest guy in the entire neighborhood with that. We've got uh, Jordan producing the show. Hello, Jordan. What's going on? You don't have your cans on, but uh, got Matt and uh, Anthony should be here soon. Dominic's at the hockey game. And Jack, he's all the way in Austin, Texas uh, with the Romacraft crew. Let's bring him on to the show right now. Jack, welcome to Smoke Night Live. How's it going in Austin, brother? Going great, Eric. This is all talking about bad things to go I could barely hear you. So you're down there with uh, John D. Oliver, <laughs> Michael Rosales, Danny Vasquez, the whole crew. I, I assume you guys are drinking some beer, having some fun. Absolutely. We have some real feedback on our end. I think it might be skip-related or something. I can hear myself I, bouncing off. I don't hear the I, – I don't see skip. So uh, skip is – where's skip at? 
Skip is in Kansas, Kansas City. City Skip's in Kansas City. We were hooking up with him earlier, but he had uh, what? They had a party going on behind him. There was such a big party that some I'm gonna... sort of fistfight brawl. But Eric, we're down here in Texas. They position me strategically right next to the beer taps, ah. so I'm taking full advantage of that situation. I'm going to drain them tonight. <laughs> So, uh, so boys, uh, big announcements. We've got all kinds of stuff going on with Romacraft. Uh, <laughs> hey, there he is. Three has entered. <laughs> There's Skip right now. How's it going, Skip? Good. Can you hear me good? Yes, I can hear you. So, well, right, well, welcome to Smoke Night Live, Skip. I borrowed some headphones. Ah, that's perfect. You're coming oh. to us, what, live from Kansas City? Is that the deal? <laughs> Yeah, I'm here in La Cultura, which is a shop in the crossroads, Kansas City. It's a great little shop. It's only been open since December. So they got a whole wall of Roma craft, so it's a great spot. All right, boys, so let's get right to the uh, let's get right to business. Uh, July 2019 will be the release of the new Cigar Dojo Roma craft exclusive, the Pensatucky. This is a uh, Lonsdale. So uh, show that uh, to the camera there, Mike. Michael's showing it. And uh, Jack, you're smoking it. Is that correct? That is correct, Eric. I'm on scene at Romacraft HQ, and I can report it's smoking good. Let's talk about it, boys. It's a uh, uh, Skip, what can you tell us about the Pensatucky, my man? So it's a Lonsdale. It's the same size as our Intemperance uh, AWS IV. It is uh, the same blend as the Whiskey Rebellion. Um, kind of the word, the name's kind of a play on that that area of Pennsylvania where the the Bourbon Rebellion took place. All right, and this will come out in July. If it'll be a famous smoke exclusive. Um. And uh, I assume the, uh, the price is about the same as the last time that we did this. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's about the same price. Twelve is it, is it 12 in a box again? Yep. yep. 12 in a box again, so a little bit more than your, your, your average 10. But uh, some of those were supposed to show up on my door, but uh, for some reason, <coughs> Danny Vasquez, they didn't show up on my door. I don't know. They're delicious. They were, yeah, right here. <laughs> they were they were put on display, and it looked so perfect that we, I just didn't notice we still had them. I really thought you were waiting for all eight boxes that you requested. So since we didn't have all eight, <clears throat> we were going to wait till uh, we got the rest. Consider yourself lucky that it's That's a full right. box. Yeah. They ah. should still even have uh, Mostly a full box. Mostly. Yeah, yeah well, you're down. It'll be down a couple by the time you get it back. More than one. Um, Eric, I, um, I, I came down here, and I wanted to, uh, you know, in the heart of America, in Texas, I need to issue a... Uh, a full retraction of my statement last week. I talked to the boys about the national anthem. Uh, Skip, I don't know if you saw the show, but last week I said that we should change the national anthem. I was wrong. <laughs> I'm, not too, I'm not too proud to admit that. I, uh, based on the numerous death threats and hate mail I received, I think it's a fine song that we should keep around for a while. Jack, so Jack people uh, reacted very strongly to your... It was a, sort of a half-joke. You were... So, you know, kind of being silly, but people, that go, that's a good thing, right? People, people are pumped up about this country. They're still patriotic. People threatened my life on the Internet because of the song. Yes. But I, a serious question. How many people actually have it on their iPhone playlist? 
That's what I said. Not many. I'll tell you that. Well, the, well uh, so what? Yeah. I, I don't have, uh, I don't have, you know, God Bless America on there either. I still love the song. You should put it as your ringer so that every time someone calls you, you have to stand up and put your hand over your heart. I'll do it. Skip, I will do, I will do that right now. I, I'm telling you that. So, boys, uh, so, Jack, uh, the guys down in Texas turned you around on that and straightened you out. That's good to hear. Because, like, Texas, you know, like, down, you go to Texas, and they, there's, like, waffle irons that are in the shape of Texas. I mean, <laughs> Texas, they don't jack around. They're very proud of their heritage, right? Um, there was no, you know, it was no threats, just a stern talking to. And, you know, what does Toby Keith say? He's from Oklahoma. Put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Something like that. I want to ask you guys. If Romacraft had a national anthem, what would it be? Like international players' anthem or something? <laughs> <laughs> when all the players play. <laughs> yeah, well, the lyrics would be up on the wall there, Jack. You should just look over there and read them. Thanks. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't expect a real answer. Oh, man. <laughs> they thought about this. Well, this kind of brings up a new thing, or another thing, too. Skip, I looked at your guys' website, and you guys have on the website a strategy on the website. <laughs> there's been much discussion about the Roma craft strategy and the strategy was no strategy on the website strategy <laughs> skip might not remember there was a uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i don't i don't think skip remembers there was a conversation here in dojo studios one night and we always laugh about it now skip because it was kind of fun but um we were like we were like trying to avoid an argument with you because you're an argumentative kind of guy. I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. You Never. you like to mix it up, and I, that's what I love about you, Skip. And so that night we were just trying to like keep it easy and 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 free and fun. And I think Jordan said, you know, I love your guys' your strategy, how you market your cigars. And you said, we don't have a strategy. And we're like, yeah, you know, you know your strategy. And you're like, no, we don't have a strategy. And we were like. And, and well, okay. So then you're you don't have a strategy. Then that that's your strategy. And you, do you remember that conversation? Um, I'm not sure. I remember the conversation. <laughs> part of part of coming to uh, to the to the studio is that you guys get us drunk. <laughs> so actually, this was a day. It was after the entire day. That's a good point, Skip. That is a good point. Yeah, that is a good point that we, we not unlike what you guys are making me do now, you know, course, just pouring yeah, this course. beer down my throat. They put me right next to the tap like I'm some sort of animal. Unfair. Well, you're welcome. We're trying to float it, you know. So. Yeah. We got to get rid so of it. Boys, what do, we got, what do we got going on with Romacraft coming up? What's new for the show besides the obvious Pensatucky in July? What do you guys got on the horizon? Damn. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a test. So besides uh, all the great core line stuff that we kind of always have and getting our crew magnet shipments in regu regularly uh, results is up no and, uh, <laughs> i was gonna get up and go turn the ac on because it's hot as balls over here okay so, so uh, um, this month we are shipping uh aquitaine mastodon which is a four and a half by 60 box press of the aquitaine uh mandible uh really really awesome uh with that box press to that cigar um and then the first time releasing the uh Aquitaine Slobberknocker, which we've done in Crow Magnum before, uh, but that's a seven and a half by 56. Uh, Figurado had a little close foot. Uh, it is a man of a cigar, uh, but that's pretty dope. So, you know, some really cool stuff in, in a blend that we hadn't hadn't done it with before. Uh, 
so far just from talking to accounts and guys that are kind of looking for that stuff, um, they're pretty excited to get it. Yeah. Uh, Danny, what would you say the you know like what's the buzz like like when you when you bring those products up like uh, and you know what do you think is going to be the big heavy hitter in Vegas this this summer? Uh, so whiskey. the whiskey rebellion, <clears throat> the, the so we had pulled the exclusivity from Famous uh, for the core line stuff on that. Uh, and that went gangbusters. Uh, we sold everything that came out. We have some back orders going to the shops that took it on uh, at first. And then um, we got, we will do kind of a national release of the show, but it's not going to be uh, a whole ton of it. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, that's going to be some some real big buzz. Um, there's some other stuff that I'll let Skip talk about if he wants to bring it up that, you know, could potentially be there. But uh for right now, Whiskey Rebellion being available across the country directly from us is probably one of the biggest. Hey, Skip, uh, talk about Whiskey Rebellion because that that blend and the wrapper especially is really interesting. Maybe folks that might not be familiar with the Whiskey Rebellion because it's been a few years since we've done it. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that blend and what makes that cigar so tasty. Well, I think every we, everything we make is pretty tasty. Well, of course, um, yeah. I mean, we do use testosterone in every blend, so um, it's a it's a key component of Manbaco. Um, no, you know, we when we uh, started making the Aquitaine, we actually sourced this very very heavy rustic um, Ecuador Habano for that for that blend, and we needed it to be really heavy to work on top of the Cro-Magnon blend. Um, the more of that tobacco we buy, the more we've started just selecting uh, everything they have and then kind of putting it into a pilone. Uh, but what happens inside of the pilone is, as that real heavy wrapper ferments, some of the wrapper actually thins out more than the rest of the wrapper and actually becomes uh, a cleaner wrapper than what we use for Aquitaine. So, you know, when we were making 150,000 Aquitaine you know, we would end up with enough wrapper to make five, ten thousand cigars. So we made, for example, the Abaddon for Blue Havana uh, in Chicago. Um, but as we, you know, we got up to three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand Aquitaine. The uh, the amount of that kind of uh, clean yield that we get out of that wrapper became enough to make fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand cigars. So. That's when, you know, at that time, Famous was really pressuring us to sell them more of our cigars so they could put us in the catalog and make it you know, worthwhile to put it online. Um, so what, what I told Arthur was, you know, I, I really think that the best thing for us to do is just to make a, a cigar that's exclusive to Famous. That way, the, the, the 50, 60,000 cigar a year demand would, be, would fill that demand without us getting a lot of pressure and having tons of back orders like we do on, on everything else. So um, what happened was is that cigar, you know, was selling pretty good, but um, it's not selling. We have more wrapper to make the cigar than they have the capacity to sell or demand to sell uh, that, that line. Um, you know, the first year really kind of flew off the shelf, I think, because it started with the Dojo release. So it introduced a lot of new customers to, to Famous. But the majority of the cigars they were selling, they were selling through the retail shop. So when I called them the middle of last year and said, hey, your next you know four-month shipment is ready to go, they said, man, you know we actually have a lot of 
we still have a lot of uh, inventory from the last shipment. So when we got to January and the, and the next shipment was ready, they said, man, you know, I don't know if we can take that much. And I said, well, no problem. You know, we'd like to have something new out on the market. So now that I can make 100, 120,000 of those, maybe what we'll do is we'll just reintroduce it as a third intemperance brand. They said, yeah, great. So that shipment was coming in from uh, Nicaragua. Um, Mike and Danny and John actually sold all of it in about a day to to about 15 shops so then mike called famous and said hey you know if you guys have a lot of extra inventory maybe you could send some of that back to us so they sent us another 30 or 40,000 cigars and mike and john and danny sold that in about a week so um you know what we've been focused on at the factory is making enough to make sure that we have enough for the launch in july um but i think it's going to be you know we've gotten a lot of feedback from people saying some say, hey, you know, I don't like it as much as the, the other stuff. Some people say, man, that's the best cigar you've ever made. So what's interesting is, is it, it's found a place in our lineup as something that's unique and different. Uh, it's consistent with everything we make, but at the same time, it's enough of a unique blend. Uh, it's different than everything else we make. So uh, it's a great addition to the Intemperance line. Yeah, you know, Skip, what's cool about that uh, story is uh, me and you were hanging out on a, uh, a balcony and in New Orleans, and... Was that time you kissed, or was that the, the other time? What's that? Nothing. No, 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 go ahead. And, uh, Skip, you had this idea, this Whiskey Rebellion idea, and at the time, I wasn't even familiar with uh, Whiskey Rebellion. Shows how much I paid attention in school, but uh, you said, hey, you know, look into this. This will be a really cool idea for a cigar. And so, just, you know, give us the sort of Reader's Digest summary of what the Whiskey Rebellion is so people understand sort of where we're coming from. Because it kind of, I think there's a lot of parallels to the Whiskey Rebellion uh, that happened in the 1700s to what's going on now with the FDA. Yeah, so um, what happened was is after the Revolutionary War um, and the, the war of, uh, up leading up to the War of 1812, there was a... Uh, there was a lot of debt that the United States had incurred at the federal level funding the war. So when we actually won the war and became a country, uh, we had an obligation to pay that back to France and, and um, Spain and other places that we had borrowed the, you know, issued war bonds and other things. So, um, you know, originally at that time, our constitution didn't have a provision for income tax, if you can imagine that. So. The majority of taxes in the United States were raised by import tariffs on foreign products um, and also export tariffs. So um, it was the very first uh, excise tax that they decided to levy and they, they levied it on barrels of whiskey. And those barrels of whiskey were primarily being produced in Pennsylvania and Kentucky and the obviously the people who uh, produced whiskey weren't super happy having this new tax sure. levied on them so they actually said this is you know this is bullshit just like the tax on tea and everything else that started the whole war to begin with so they started a, a, a rebellion um, main, mainly made up of you know people who were you know whiskey fans <laughs> so it didn't take long for George Washington and the Continental uh, Army to come down and quash the rebellion um, but as a part of that process, uh, Alexander Hamilton, who was the, the Secretary of Treasury at that time, 
he said, you know, these guys have a point. That's an unfair tax. Um, so as, even though we, we kind of overcame the rebellion, um, we really need to reconsider a targeted tax like that, which is, which is not fair and not consistent with our values. So they actually ended the tax. So in the end, even though the rebellion was unsuccessful, the actual uh, rise of, of, of the, the opposition to the tax actually caused a reversal. So um, when we talked on the balcony, I had this idea of the Whiskey Rebellion as an extension of intemperance, but separately I had the, the Ecuador Habano blend idea that we had already been working on. So it was just a good opportunity because you guys were doing the, the limited edition through Famous. It was a good opportunity to yeah. pre-launch Whiskey Rebellion with that special size. Yeah, this was like, uh, this was like George Washington's like, first big challenge after the war was over. And he had to kind of come in and say, hey, you know, I am a leader. I can, I can squash this rebellion. And he did. Uh, but it's a great story. And I love, I love a cigar that has a cool story behind it. And so the Whiskey Rebellion does have a cool story behind it. And so later tonight on the show, Jack, we're going to have the top five Whiskey Rebellions of all time. But that's the, uh, that'll be our weekly top five in a, in a bit. Uh, let's go ahead and break to commercial. We'll be back in about a minute and we'll hook back up with the guys in Austin and Skip in Kansas City, and we'll get to our weekly top five shortly. We'll be right back. Here at SeriousCigars.com, we specialize in premium high-end and boutique cigars, along with carrying a wide selection of the most popular cigar brands around. We have an array of premium cigars, accessories, humidors, cutters, and lighters. When new products hit the market, SeriousCigars.com is the first to have them available for sale. We offer a variety of promotions to all of our customers. As an added bonus, order by 3 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and your order ships the very same day. Our best in-class customer service team can help with whatever you need. We are SeriousCigars.com. You live a cigar lifestyle? Do you have a passion for fine beer, premium spirits, and old cuisine? If so, you are in the right place. This is Cigars.com. What makes Cigars.com unique, it's not only its superb selection of premium cigars, but the fact that it is powered by you. We will showcase special deals and features along with tips and tricks from industry experts to enhance your cigar lifestyle. A new era in cigars have arrived, and it starts here. All right, I'm back. Uh, this is Smoke Night Live, episode 186. This is the Romocraft edition of Smoke Night Live. Uh, I'm here in Dojo Studios back in Colorado where it's uh, a balmy 50 degrees. It's not bad. Finally, got some decent weather. Uh, we got Skip Martin. He's uh, phoning in live from somewhere in Kansas City. And then we've got Jack and the boys uh, down in Austin. Jack, uh, so like everybody's familiar with Danny Vasquez and Mike Rosales, but you've, you're sitting next to John DeOliver there. John, introduce yourself. What do you do for the Romacraft crew down there? So... Danny and I two halves sailed state for the nation. Uh, we've split up the country into different territories. Uh, I cover everything kind of from Texas, New Mexico, north, uh, up through the northeast. Uh, Danny covers, you know, west coast, Florida, and mid-Atlantic. Uh, so we run everything here out of the office, uh, work with our account set, and, uh, you know, go from there. They try to get deeper penetration. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> So, so Jack, tell us what it's like uh, being in Romocraft headquarters. Everybody, I, like I know for a fact, I I can't wait to get down there and check it out. I haven't had the chance to do that yet, but you're there. What's it like? Fill us in. 
Well, it's it's every bit as fantastic as you'd think, and there's more beer. I could, well, and this is not just a me thing. Anybody could get just hammered off all the beer here. Not just me, anybody, but, I mean, you guys, what? how did all this, this beer collection is ridiculous? What um, happened? A couple things. So a couple things. <laughs> when I travel around yeah. and, and I can pick up kind of exotic, rare beer, I'll pick it up. Or uh, we've also had a lot of the, the weasels send stuff in that they, uh, they'll pick up. And uh, so it's just kind of a collection that we've kind of sought after. So there's a lot of really, really rare beer up on the wall. It's insane. John, what was it like when uh, Princess Peach tried to get away and you were throwing barrels at Super Mario? <laughs> what was that like <laughs> experientially for you? Well, that's how I got those big. <laughs> and here we are. A lot of barrel lifting. Yeah. I was I, sitting next to John. I feel like the size of a thimble. I feel like I'm a, like a mouse. His uh, his tram stamp's a little more pronounced now. It grows when I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so Michael, uh, fill us. <laughs> Good yeah. recovery here. Yeah. <laughs> Transition. Give us, uh, you know, building the uh, sort of your headquarters down there. It's sort of it's it's kind of becoming a destination. I mean, is was that sort of the idea? Like, let's make a destination for people, retailers that we that are our partners and guys like like Jack or whatever, like, come on down, and this will be sort of a destination for you. You know, what, what was funny is we, we were starting to get a lot of people come and visit the other location that we were at, and uh, we would have to run over to cigar shops. So we'd go eat and hang out at a cigar shop, and um, this space came available, and Skip and I kind of uh, talked it over. It was a lot bigger at the time than what we needed, but uh, we knew that if we if we designed it right and put the money into it, that they will come and that's exactly what's happened i mean i think uh john you know he worked for zycar uh here in the southwest region um you know would come in probably once a quarter kind of hang out and then i think probably about a week or so ago made a statement about he can't he couldn't believe like how many people actually come by here on a daily basis so um you know we get small groups one to two people from time to time or we get large groups like this weekend with uh South by or ACL was South by South by is this weekend. So, uh, you know, there'll be people in and out all weekend long. So, um, we're also planning a. Uh, so in the past we used to do this thing where we go out and shoot skeet, get some barbecue, and it was uh, it was called Pro Magnet Culture Weekend, and uh, and guns, yeah, guns. Yeah. We shoot guns. <laughs> yeah. Guns, nice. Thank you. For so um, we're in the process of planning something like that here in May potentially to. Uh, get it up and going. So probably what we'll do is we'll get a barbecue pit across this, the, the way right out here in front of us and uh, open up the lounge, let people come in and hang out and have, have a good time. What would you say, th- what beer or two is your most prized possession in that collection behind you? Oh, there's a couple. Um, my favorite is Goliath. So. Oh, man, we have a, of course, my charging cord is right away. Yeah. So this is uh, the Goliath. Are you familiar with this? No, I'm not. It looks amazing. Eric, Eric was telling me earlier he didn't think you could chug a full one of those. No, it's so <laughs> weird. It's, uh, but I'll watch you try. It's great. It's um, not keto. No, it's not. The, uh, oh, man. He's, he's reaching into It's like a Mary Poppins bag, but just with beer. Give me a lowdown of these. These were some stuff that we picked up while we were well, – somebody sent one of these. And then uh, these are from the Trappist monks. Those literally look like some sort of wizard. Group. Yeah. So these are these are really hard to come by. What are they? 
Trappist Monk's beers. Trappist Monk's beers. Skip, Skip may know more about that. Yeah. Skip, what, what the hell are these beers? <laughs> uh, the one on, in Mike's left hand is a Westfall 12, which uh, some people say is the, the best beer in the world. Um, the one on the in his right hand is a Rawbach, I think, and it's... Uh, um, it, he'd have to read the, the label. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, we have a pretty extensive collection of uh, Prairie Beer, uh, Founders, uh, Clown mm-hmm. Shoes, uh, Fire, Firestone. Um, I mean, as, you know, as you guys know, we went to the uh, the Great American Beer Fest. Yeah, there's a there's a, a big uh, big George. one from Prairie. Got the white shop. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, had Danny a... likes the Danny likes the ones with fruit and and uh, juices. <laughs> oh, that shit's fire! The girly beers. But yeah, the um, you know the goal, you know, like for example, recently we just got one called Oklahoma Cream Pie, which is uh, we bought a whole barrel and split it with uh, Brooks Whitt- Whittington from Half Wheel. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we obviously buy it. I mean, you can't see it, but in the back, there's there's like three or four shelves just full of stuff. So uh, we probably collect more, we collect it faster than we drink it, I would say. Jack? Uh, sorry, Eric, I'm drinking beer over here. <laughs> I'm working, Eric. I, said, I got him a bottle of the uh, Oklahoma cream pie. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the joke. I had a joke though. It was a good joke. Lined up, you know. teed up, ready you to go. guys have so many different cigars. If you were to take a quiz, all of you, on every single cigar, who do you think could name all of them? Every craft cigar? Yes. I think we'll go for it. I mean. Well, Jack, not, not, only, not only could I name them all, I could name them the exact order that they're in the warehouse and on our invoice. That that's that shows you that Skip is a uh, he's got it all right there in the old cranium. He's strategic. You can three different things at once. Uh, not me. Not me, <laughs> fellas. Uh, all right, boys. So um, so this week on our weekly top five. We decided to do, Jack, uh, the weekly top five Whiskey Rebellions, but not in the sense that you might imagine. So this yes. week's... I can expound on this a little bit. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start. Here you go. Go ahead and expound on it right now. I think that the thought was, for me, is when whiskey rebels against you, but from the inside. So top five hangovers, and not the top five best hangovers, the top five worst hangovers. All right, so, Jack. So we are ready for the weekly top five. What is the? Uh, let's go ahead and start going through these. And and everybody, uh, John, Skip, Michael, Danny, chime in if you have other ones as well, or you can add to the ones that we're mentioning. Uh, these are the, the the weekly top five worst types of hangovers. Jack. Um, I don't have the list in front of me, but I think the first one is the sitting down in the shower, almost crying hangover. <laughs> And that's where you're so hungover that you have to like clean yourself up, but you physically can't stand. And you just kind of let the steam and shame just try to cleanse you. I don't know if you guys have ever been. Danny's giving nope. me this look yeah. like. I have a little more. Yeah. You, and then you kind of throw up in the shower. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. clogs the, the drain. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now your feet are in. <laughs> yeah. And you got like, like, water. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's, yeah. that's a tough one. Good time. Hey, Jack. Uh, number two is the uh, bus ride back. After safari or Camp Camacho? Yeah, the drive back 
from Esteli to Managua or from Don Lee yeah. to Tegus when, well, it's probably different for Skip, but like when I'm down there, I'm not like, you know, drinking in the culture. I am <laughs> mainlining Tonya yeah. until I can barely stand or form words. Skip, what about that drive back? We call that the high altitude hangover. <laughs> That's, but being from Colorado, you're conditioned for it. Yeah, that's true. We uh, we do have an advantage. We have a built-in advantage. That's tough. Jack, uh, number three is the movie. The movie, The Hangover. It's a nice flick, you know. <laughs> people, movie. people forget, like Bradley Cooper, all of a sudden now is like playing piano and like you know Singing. got his hair slicked back and like but, directing but, movies. He was telling dick jokes in The Hangover years ago. What I love about that movie is nobody saw that coming, right? Like it didn't yeah. have this big old hype. This guy's got paid in, in Hollywood terms. They got paid shit for that movie. And then boom. And then Plus to this day, to this day, Danny says, I come in you, you come on floor. So. <laughs> Jack, number four is the uh, same day hangover. Explain that one. Oh, uh, the same day hangover is one of the most brutal hangovers. It's, you know, you go to get brunch and you're hanging out, you and the gals, you know, get some mimosas. Maybe there's some raspberries in there, a little blackberry. And then you're drinking all morning and then it's like 6 or 7 p.m. and you start to get a hangover. And you're like, no, this yep. is not, this is not yep. a today thing. And you're hungover before you even go to bed. It like creeps up on you like some sort of ghost in the night. Yeah. You guys have that one? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, John. Any 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 specific stories or just you seem like you kind of went so, into like a PTSD, like a bad place. <laughs> your eyes rolled back in your head. So at uh, at college, drinking at eight a.m. for the football games. Yeah. Going to the game, morning games, and then by one o'clock being You're done, already hungover. Done. Yeah, no. You're hungover by then. That's that's Finish. one of the worst hangovers. And the uh, the final hangover in the weekly top five, Jack. Is the uh, am amnesia hangover. This is the worst hangover of all because you wake up the next day and you're like, there's a whole, there's a lot of this story that I'm missing. <laughs> and then you kind of wake up and you're like, I don't think I killed someone. But. Wouldn't put it past. Did I? <laughs> you weren't, I don't know. You weren't arrested. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know. Like I did, I, I did <laughs> you, check your, you check your phone and you have like 40,000 steps. All of a sudden you're like, what the hell? Did I run a marathon? <laughs> yeah, but if you drink so much that you black out, you're generally still drunk the next day when you wake up. <laughs> and that, and that, my friends, is the uh, weekly top five worst hangers. If you, if if you're watching on Facebook and you have other ones to add, post them right now because we want to hear about the uh, ones that you may have had in the past. I don't know why, but that's just the topic of the day. So. Uh, uh, that's the weekly, if, if, for me, Jack. Uh, the um, the Camp Camacho one is probably uh, one of the ones that goes down in history as some of the worst that we've had like, in the past. You talk about a hangover. Somebody asked me, Jack, what was your Google search history like the day after you got a tramp stamp? <laughs> you could probably you could probably guess a lot of it, right? Like, do I have AIDS? <laughs> do I have AIDS? Honduras <laughs> AIDS tattoo <laughs> removal. How to re-earn your mother's trust, that sort of thing. <laughs> That's a very specific type of hangover that I don't know if a lot of people can a lot of people can adjust to or agree with. Uh, we could have a lot of uh, questions on, most people are saying that I look handsome on the Facebook chat. I, I haven't seen that. Jack, so handsome. Wow, you've been looking. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
I've been I've, I've been seeing a lot of Jack look tiny. That's unfair. I was kind of half expecting that uh, in the, one of the last episodes here that Jack was going to get engaged to either Alec or Bradley. Oh, <laughs> that was like a that was like a love fest going on there. No, actually, actually, Skip, the truth is he almost got engaged to Lito Gomez. Lito Gomez looked straight through me. <laughs> I he was like he became my grandfather after that moment. He talked to me in a way that nobody's ever talked to me before. <laughs> I, it, it's like a very intimate thing. I don't even want to talk about it on the show anymore. Lito's my adopted grandfather now. I don't even <laughs> think he knows it. By the way, uh, next week on the show, we will have uh, John Carney from LFD. That'll be next Friday night. Jack, you, probably, you probably didn't even know that because you've been... Uh, yeah, nobody told me. No, yeah, we, you've been hanging out down there. But So that'll be a, a good show. So, guys, uh, <coughs> Friday night, uh, thanks for joining us on Smoke Night Live. Jack, what, what else you got from Austin? Anything uh, that you want to share from down there? Um, weather, it's crazy. <laughs> it's different every time you get on a plane, you get off the plane. Crazy stuff. Uh, How's the Oklahoma cream pie? This is an insane <laughs> beer. This is a very, very good beer. This this pairing and beer situation, if you can get your hands on some Cigar Dojo Whiskey Rebellion Pennsylvania, I should just say all the words at once, right? Yeah. And then this Oklahoma cream pie, it's not too shabby. You had Austin tacos today, right? Where did we yeah. go? No, I had some sort of a Asian taco situation. Oh, what is the deal? I want, to talk to guys, I want to talk to you guys about breakfast burritos versus breakfast tacos. Breakfast tacos? You just you just Man. completely yeah. forsook the burrito? Yeah. yeah. What happened? Why why would you need so you, can why, get, you get three to one ratio? Yeah. Three to one ratio? Yeah, but yeah, why? You know you get so much tortilla. And then you get you can get different meats. Yeah. You get the different ingredients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got all kinds of but stuff. But the, the containment is very important. You don't think that? I think that on the taco side, I got eggs and cheese all over my hands. Just crazy stuff going on. Well, that probably goes back. Yeah, I mean, we learn how to eat tacos when we're, we're young children, Jack. I know it's a... I said the term breakfast burrito. Somebody looked at me. There's a breakfast, a breakfast burrito, you say. What other interesting things? I can't even think. There's a there's actually a place downtown called Juan in a Million. Um, if you tell them you know Juan can't sell, you, you might actually get a discount. <laughs> but uh, that burrito weighs about five pounds. So if you can if you can drop one of those, I think they they put your picture on the wall, Jack. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a challenge. Yeah, I think the Lone Star beer is pretty good, actually. I don't know that if it gets a lot of play or if it's like a, a, a thing that people don't do down here. It's, it's fine. It's like Coors Light. It's very much like Coors Light. Nobody's going to give me yeah, anything on We can't bring up Coors Light and Bud Light said, and all well, that here. Well, yeah. we're, I mean, I'm just saying. Lone Star beer, that's a thing. You guys are just going to treat me like I'm some sort of... They literally, Eric, I say Lone Star. I'm like, that's a beer down here. And they all almost like stood up and they started grabbing their keys. Like, all right, it's I guess time we're done. To, I guess we're done. <laughs> it's time to pack up, ship out. Mm. You have a lot of Texas beer. So there's five things that you have to eat when you come to Austin, Jack. You have to eat Texas barbecue, either in Taylor, Lockhart, or Austin. You have to eat Tex-Mex, which is a... Uh, a, a very specific uh, kind of regional Mexican food. You have to eat authentic Mexican food, which generally you get off of a truck from a lady walking around with a basket or from a place um, that looks like it should have been shut down by the food commission. <laughs> you have to get a chicken fried steak. 
Okay. And uh, I would say probably the fifth thing is you have to get a stake. So um, if, if you get those five things in, it's like you've hit the, the Austin food bingo. I got a, I got a, one thing that I noticed about Austin, I, I visited the first time about three, four years ago. And you guys have very high curbs. Like your curbs are high. The truck ratio. Is that a thing? Yeah. Like, like if you look at some of the curbs. So this one time, you know, I have had one or two too many beverages. You know, attention, gentlemen out on the town. I'm wearing my cape. I just came back from an opera, and I, you know, stepped on a curb a little wrong, and like my ankle like exploded in like a million pieces, and I had to like crawl to a taxi. And I just, I just want you guys to explain your curbs. Is that a thing? You nobody's even noticed that. Man, we've got well, even. I, I think it's because the flash, the flash bugs. It, it can rain quite a bit here. So. Eric, you didn't think you'd be getting this kind of content, no, did you? No, no. We're this talking is, about curbs. This We're is incredible. Curbs, Jordan is shooting his uh, shots fired, saying Texas ain't got nothing on Colorado Mexican. That's true. Actually, that is true. Jordan slap sauce all over. Right. Yeah. That is true. Come on. It's like it's like are a there, tortilla covered in gravy. Are there How Mexicans in Colorado? I mean, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> John, John, have you been to Colorado? No. no all right. Well then, good. yeah. We we took Mike we took Mike uh, Rosales to a really good. Uh, a fun little dive bar one night and had some pork green chili. Remember that, Mike? Good, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just it's just covered in smother. Well, first of all, chili doesn't have pork and it's not green. So <laughs> exactly. Well, well, first of all, no, no, you're half right. You're half right. It probably, Skip. it probably had beans in it too. Is that the next thing you're going to tell us? No, no. Skip. You're half right. First of all, it's not green. Green Very chili fun. is not green. That's true. But it has pork in it, and it's incredible. Cause that's like a that's like a Colorado New Mexico thing, I don't know. Texas doesn't. I went down there. They didn't even know what it was. They thought it was chili so you, verde. What you just described as a Colorado thing is where you guys take awesome stuff from Texas <laughs> and you hipsterfy it, <laughs> and then you call it a Colorado Texas thing. Well, what? Hey, Skip. Whatever it is, it's it's amazing. That's all I can tell you. It's a it's amazing. Pork green chili. All right. Hey, Jack. So here's the deal. I don't know when you're leaving town, but. Get Mike to take you to breakfast, uh, stand in line in, in, at Louis Mueller's in Taylor, <laughs> then go eat lunch at the Texas Cheerleaf Parlor downtown. And if you're not using, uh, if you're not in the bathroom uh, with, without the ability to leave at that point, then he can take you down to get you some some uh, tacos from Valentina's or from uh, from a food truck downtown. And if you're having any kind of like you know constipation issues or bowel issues, it'll clear all that right up. Skip, that almost sounded like a threat. <laughs> that almost like a, like shots fired. That sounded. Skip, I have, I have a question for you, Skip. So you um you posted kind of an innocuous thing on Facebook that was one of the most controversial threads I'd ever seen about CPAP machines. <laughs> what in the hell was that? It was like it was like a national anthem situation. <laughs> I mean, it was just an observation. I just said it's it's actually very scary how many people in the cigar culture use CPAP machines. Um, and then, of course, it became a testimonial for why I have a CPAP machine. <laughs> like some CPAP company paid Skip to say, like, CPAP machines are crazy. And then 48 people were like, 
Brother, I couldn't sleep without my CPAP machine. <laughs> it turned into 200, 250. <laughs> before my CPAP machine, I used to climb the walls at night and I killed 12 children. Now after? I think I could post, you know, Coke is superior to Pepsi and get 500 people arguing about it. So. Dude, what is that? I mean, would you say that you're a proud internet troll, a secret internet <laughs> troll? A, because I've seen a couple times where you've just kind of gotten into an argument and then just at the end just been like, yeah, I'm just messing around. Like, <laughs> like, like an hour and a half after the whole thing happened. Let's just say it gets a little boring in Nicaragua. So they're, you know, <laughs> you know, a troll, a troll actually really goes on and makes comments on other people's posts. Generally, these conversations start with my post. That's 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 like tit for tat. I mean, come on. <laughs> I understand that, Skip. One time I just said, maybe maybe the national anthem could be tweaked a little bit. And somebody told me they were going to fly to Colorado and shoot me in the face. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's something I understand, you know. Just guys joking around, and then 12 hours later, people are posting pictures of themselves in their military uniforms saying, I served my country for 10 years, you bastard. <laughs> So now you're looking over your shoulder everywhere you go. I, I got to be honest. I thought it was just kind of a funny thought. And then Danny told me that almost verbatim, I had the exact same take as Daniel Tosh in a stand-up set. So yeah, it was, that doesn't look good. Yeah. He got to make that for too, actually. Oof. Yeah. And I, my, my girlfriend looked up which countries have changed their national anthems. And I think the list is like Iraq, Germany after World War II, the USSR and then like one other. So I, you know, I think we're good. We're riding with this current national anthem for a while. Do you know what the national anthem for the state of Texas is? You should know that. I mean, we were our own country, you know. Is it nine to five by Dolly Parton? Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is not. We do have our own uh, flag, uh, yeah. pledge, yeah. pledge of allegiance to the Texas flag. You have a yeah. separate one? So you do the American flag, and then you do the Texas flag. In school? In yeah. school? Yeah. yeah. What is the Texas Pledge of Allegiance? Uh, I never went to school here, but I saw it my, <laughs> my kid thing, and I'm like, yeah, you better learn that. They'll, they'll, do they'll, you know it, Michael? I don't know. Nope. I have no idea. Skip, yeah, do you know the Texas Pledge of Allegiance? It's much it, We don't talk about the Texas Pledge of Allegiance? Unless you're non-Texans. Anthem? Nobody's gonna answer the that. Texas national anthem. Well, the Texas, Texas anthem. What? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's it's Texas, our Texas. It also happens to be uh, the University of Texas uh, school song as well. <laughs> all right, boys. So uh, uh, thank you all for joining us, Smoke Night Live, on this Friday night. It was great trying to get. Uh, all of the moving parts together. We have live from Austin, live from Kansas City. Jack, any final thoughts? Skip, any final thoughts before we sign off? Well, I mean, if you guys were really dialed into the cigar industry, you would have asked us about our Cameroon project. But since you didn't, I'm not going to tell you. Okay, good. Then we won't talk about it. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> Mike, uh... I want to thank you, Mike, for coming on. Mike, uh, uh, what, what do you got? What do you got to tell the Dojo Nation about what's coming up? I know you gave a little bit of uh, hints early on, but uh, any final thoughts for tonight on the show? Well, one more thing, thank you guys for having us on, and uh, we're drinking all the beer. 
not you now, but his, this guy. Yeah, that's, so, that's just by proxy. <laughs> yeah, so we, I do appreciate that. I think uh, be on the lookout for some of the new uh, releases that we do have coming up that Danny kind of went over. So we have Octane Mastodon, Slobberknocker, uh, a little bit of Sabertooth coming out, um, maybe a little bit more Pro-Magnon Mastodon. Um, and I also believe that uh, we're working on a Cameroon project for uh, IPCPR. So, uh, oh. but that's... Uh, Details to be released later. My on. my, Secrets. Yeah. my my my. Well, we're still we're still working on the blend. So we we uh, we posted some. Uh, we smoked about uh, eleven or twelve eight, different eight variations. Yeah. yeah, and um, different different yeah. variations of, of the actual the final blend. And yeah. so now we're going to see how they age and kind of come out and take it from there. All right, man. And Skip, uh, thank you for coming in. Where where are you at, Skip? What's the shop? Uh, the shop's called La Cultura. It's in the Crossroads area of downtown Kansas City, Kansas, I believe. I I'm never sure if I'm in Missouri or Kansas when I'm here, but <laughs> um, it's a great shop. It's only been open since December. Um, wow, I mean, it's, it's new. It's eight. It's almost nine o'clock at night, and there's probably forty or fifty people in here, so it's oh, great. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So they sell a lot um, of they sell a lot of Romacraft stuff down there, huh? Yeah, I mean, we do we do pretty good in, in um, I mean, wherever if if we're selling Roma craft at a store, generally you'll you'll see a pretty good representation of the whole uh, brand, uh, the core lines. Um, you know, the one of the things we we didn't really get into. I'm sure it's like a played out subject is the FDA, but um, and we had some good news today on the FDA in terms of uh, constituent testing, so that's good. Yeah, it's been um, it's been put on hold. Well, there's no process for testing, so you can't make us test if you don't have a process for it. Uh, it's it's <laughs> that's the logic of the FDA is they put a deadline out there. So we went to court and said, "Hey, uh, do you guys mind maybe moving this this date because it's impossible for us to conduct a test when you don't tell us, you know, the where when the tool to, to conduct the test doesn't even exist." Um, it's a little small detail. So <laughs> um, the uh, but you know. Coming up with new products is actually a very difficult thing because we don't understand exactly what the requirement is. I mean, there's some companies out there that are just submitting new new stuff and said, you know, F it, it's it's uh, we'll just put it out there and and we'll do deal with it if they tell us to take it away. Some companies actually submitted or imported a lot of kind of placeholders uh, so that they could introduce new products over time. Saka Saka is a good example of that where you know most of the things that he's doing or if not all of them are, are things that he kind of inter, you know introduced and commercially marketed at least sufficiently enough so he could uh, do that going forward. For us, you know our interpretation of it is we're we're kind of sticking to the rule of, of uh, not having a substantial change in the blend, having it come in the same quantity and the same size and in general mass of the cigar. So that's why you see us doing, you know, a box press version of an existing cigar or a barber pole version of an existing cigar. So this Cameroon project that we're coming out with, the very first release is going to be uh, in the Cro-Magnon line, uh, 24 count box, the same size as the Knuckle Dragger. Uh, it still contains uh, dark air cured tobacco. So uh, we feel like we're kind of within the lines on that. Um, but we'll see, you know, it's, this kind of um, cloud of, of 
you know, the FDA is still hanging over us. And uh, I think still it's surprising how many consumers still to this day don't understand, um, you know, what that the regulations there and, you know, the, you know, the, it's possible that tomorrow they could come out with some rule that would put us out of business. So skip uh, any thought on Scott Gottlieb uh, stepping down as FDA commissioner. Well, I don't know that he was a, a big friend of ours. I mean, he seemed to be somebody who was interested in fundamental fairness. Um, his, his, his decision to reopen the, the comment period on premium cigars, uh, because it, they're not marketed to children and they're consumed differently and don't necessarily have the same negative health impact, I think was a very positive thing for us. Um, his, his take on regulating products based on nicotine content on the other hand, I didn't think was a very uh, good move for us. Either way, the, the person who's the head of the tobacco uh, products center, the, the subcommittee of the FDA that actually regulates us, is the same person, and, and they're certainly not friends of ours. So um, I can tell you that this election will have consequences. So in 2020, you know, I don't think uh, the existing administration has really done a whole lot for us. I think, you know, there's certain people like uh, Senator Rubio that are really trying to advocate for us for an exemption uh, for and sending letters to the FDA saying you guys have to do a better job for for you know tobacco for the premium cigar industry but I mean the the ideal situation would be uh, if they get someone in there who's not viewed as a an advocate of big tobacco but who who had a little bit of immunity to the larger companies in our in our industry who are really kind of pushing for regulations and, 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 and then they could come out with a hard and fast rule for us that we can move forward without the ambiguity and the uncertainty. That would be the ideal situation. Jack, any thoughts on that, Jack? I think the uh, hypothetical situation with the quantum equation that is the <laughs> FDA could parabolically change between time frames. And if there was some sort of black hole situation in which there were alternate realities, Hypothetically, there's one of those realities where cigars are totally legal and we can do whatever we want. So in a kind of Marty McFly scenario where we can jump into that timeline and somehow bring a part of that back with us, maybe as thieves, maybe as some sort of like time cop scenario, I think things are looking pretty good for us. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, think what, I think what he's trying to say, if they could just regulate us yeah. Equal or less than marijuana, we'd be in good shape. Yeah, there you go, right there. Yes, that's, that's thank you. Sir. All right, boys, so that's it for Smoke Night Live. Uh, you guys hang with me for just a second before we uh, sign off. I want to thank everybody that joined tonight. Skip from Kansas City, Michael Rosales, Danny Vasquez, and our good friend John DeOliver from Austin. Of course, our guest host, or our co-host, Jack Higher in Austin. Is this the end for me? Yeah, this is the end for you. Uh, Jack, hey, guys, if you're in Austin, please take care of Jack because we need him here next week. So <laughs> tonight could be a pivotal night in Jack's life. Believe me, I've seen this, this portion of the night before, and from what, <laughs> what goes on from here for the next hour could be very pivotal in Jack's life. So keep an eye on him, please. And, guys, uh, remember, tonight on the dojo, Let's do some now playing, have some fun, and uh, we'll see you guys next week with uh, John Carney from LFD. That'll be a good time. Until next week, remember, never smoke alone. We'll see you guys next week. Hang tight. Hey, my friends. Hope you enjoyed the show. 
Make sure you check out all the amazing features we offer at JRCigars.com. Join our JR Plus and get free shipping and exclusive offers for an entire year at one great price. Subscribe to our Cigar of the Month Club and we'll send you five premium cigars each month, plus a sixth one if you're a JR Plus member. Lastly, download our Beat the Dealer app or play the brand new desktop version featuring a brand new slot game. You can win cigars and other great prizes while also taking advantage of exclusive daily deals. Experience all this and more at JR Cigar, the world's largest cigar store, just a click away. Thank you.